1: Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources is deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vattucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vattucci Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated.
2: The views and opinions expressed
1: are based on current economic and market conditions and are subject to change. All
3: investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principle.
4: Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money. Meet your financial goals. And instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, and investment advisor, Pat Patucci of Patucci and Associates. With over 30 years' experience in the world of finance and investment planning, Pat specializes in personal and corporate investment management with special emphasis on retirement planning. Yeah.
5: And of course, undoubtedly, one of the bigger stories that may not get as much attention, but who knows, as there's been talk about cutbacks in Social Security on Capitol Hill. Too little, too late. Let's get some insights now from our host, Pat Patucci. And Pat, certainly for folks that are on the cusp of retirement, any mention about Social Security's trust fund running short come 2032, about five, six years earlier than had been anticipated has got to make some folks very nervous
2: yeah social security always been that threatening issue that you know if you don't take it now it's going to be gone by the time you're eligible america is going to continue to be a country that would be the last thing that politicians would kind of touch it it's the third rail that nobody wants to electrocute themselves politically to say uh, oh sorry guys we ran out of money I mean, they would be rioting in the streets. Having said that, the date that it's going to run out of money continues to accelerate to be a shorter and shorter period. We're now up to 2032, which is just nine years away. Things like the, the big COLA, the cost of living increase that current retirees receive, 8%, Craig. I mean, it was a big number because of the big inflation number for last year. So, I think Congress has got to get their head out of the sand and look at the fundamentals of what drives this wonderful program. Certainly we have to talk about increasing eligibility age, uh, living longer, and so clearly I think folks have to to work a little bit longer and decrease the benefit levels. There's also that issue, you know, if you get a divorce, your ex-spouse keeps getting your— best number, whatever that number is, best income you've ever earned. How about the guy or gal who divorces 10 times? There's 10 ex-spouses out there getting that same benefit. So there's got to be some division, I think, based on the fact that 50% of marriages end in divorce. The statistics show that those who divorce, divorce regularly. And so we've got this program that continues to feed two, three, four, five, ten ex-spouses, best income number they've ever received, that gets really, really pricey. So I I think they need to look at some fundamentals of where the exposure is and what drives this notion of depleting social security. And so I think we have to stop worrying about some silly issues that Congress continues to debate and look at some serious issues that need uh, careful review. So, of course, there's always talk of soft landing or a giant recession in 2023. And I'm of the, of the belief that we're going to have a soft landing. Maybe we're in the middle of a what we call a soft landing. In other words, we're not going to have this abrupt, terrible recession or depression. Employment numbers continue to look really sterling. They're in the mid-3% range. Which suggests we're in kind of a mild recession. Consumer pricing in the last month only rose a half a percent. Yes, it was 6.4 percent for the past year, which is a big number, but it, it, inflation is declining. The recent numbers suggest it's a five percent annual rise, which certainly beats the eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 percent that we were experiencing on a month to month basis. Last year's, last month was the largest one month drop in the inflation number. So it looks more promising than ever, but I think we're still going to see some interest rate hikes by the Federal Reserve, maybe once or twice more in their monthly meetings until we get down to this inflation number of 2%, which we're now about five. Given the eight increases that we've had since a year ago, I think we're getting down to the end of the rate hike issue. certainly drives the mortgage market. We've seen mortgages focus on around 6.4%. Applications last month fell 13%. We've got some direct correlation issues. And when the Federal Reserve raises rates based on inflation numbers, there's a fallout. Clearly, we've seen large companies announce layoffs, Microsoft, eBay, Salesforce, Amazon just laid off 18,000 people. Amazon, who would have thought Amazon would be laying people off? But I guess consumers are, if they're not feeling comfortable because inflation is hitting us all when you buy bread and milk and heaven forbid you buy eggs. I mean, eggs have just gone through the roof. It's always a confluence of mixed bag of news that inflation will drive, And so we'll, we'll monitor that carefully. Interestingly, New York City did a report on this whole remote work issue, and they have suggested ancillary businesses, lunch when employees got the lunch, or they they go to get entertainment, movies, plays, etc. It's cost New York City about forty-seven hundred dollars per person that they're not spending on an annual basis. So, is this call for folks com- coming back to work? Will those ancillary services come bouncing back? That is the big big question. How many of the remote workers will really come back to work given options in some other companies? I mean, all the banking and financial institutions have all said, all right, this COVID thing is over, get back to work. We don't like the uh, productivity numbers that we've seen in COVID. We think it's important to get this whole teamwork idea back together and discussion around the water cooler about issues of our work needs. And so uh, we'll see if that bell they rung to get people back to work it really does work. California continues to lose citizens. They're moving to other states. Statistics show that a half a million people moved out of the state from April 20 to April 22. They cite housing costs, cost of commuting, crime, pollution. So the Golden State is losing its luster. I think they're tired of politics, the crime, the cost. I just saw uh, a statistic the other day. The average state, the cost of state tax added on to a gallon of gas in all fifty states is twenty-nine cents per gallon. Craig, you know what the cost is added on to a gallon of gas in the state of California? It's a dollar eight. So twenty-nine cents per gallon compared to a dollar eight quite a difference. And we all commute a lot to our jobs. If that's not a giant inflationary tax on all of us, I'm not sure what is. Speaking of inflation, interestingly, the worst city in the country, I was shocked by this one, San Diego, the worst inflation in the country, and that their natural gas prices were up 146% last year. Albeit San Diego is probably one of the prettiest cities in the country. It's now one of the most expensive cities in the country. So we continue to see, Greg this potpourri of data coming in. The Federal Reserve looks at a lot of these fundamentals, which when they go to their monthly meeting, they digest all this information, come up with the solution of raising a quarter point or or a half a point or a zero increase. In my view, we're gonna see the first six months of 2023 have this very turbulent, volatile market. And I think as things calm down and Federal Reserve stops raising interest rates, I think we'll see a nice rebound, second six months of 2023. That's my analysis of where we are in the economic cycle. We frequently ask, when's a good time to invest? Well, the old adage is buy low and sell high. Those old rules still apply. So if you subscribe to my thinking, will end the year in a much stronger position, As those of you with time on your side, it may be a good time to buy now. I think the economic cycles and leading and lagging indicators suggests, merely suggests we're gonna finish the year stronger. Now, there's a lot of macro issues. The Ukraine war continues to unabated and in, in all the ugliness and death and peril there. And the cost of energy is a big issue. Where do we end up with in the price per gallon? Yes, it's come down from its high, but I don't think we've solved that energy issues by any stretch of the imagination. So we'll look forward to uh, politically what's going to happen. We're starting to see some activity of folks saying, I'm going to enter the, the presidential race in twenty four. The incumbent party always tries to rejigger the economy to make it look a little better than it, it normally is, to influence voters to vote for their for their party, as all parties do on, in the pre-election season. So we've got an interesting uh, collection of movements that we'll carefully monitor as the year goes on.
4: To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up at one of their offices near you, go to the website, don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. And now, don't invest and forget.
5: Thanks for sticking around on this edition of Don't Invest and Forget. We're taking a look at the headline stories of the week and their impact on your financial life. If you have any questions or comments about topics discussed on today's program, feel free to reach out to Pat Vitucci. Toll free call triple eight Plan Wise. That's eight 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 P L A N W I S E. Or for more information, go online to Don't Invest dot com. That's Don't Invest and Forget dot com. Pat, let's talk about readjusting expectations. And, you know, certainly, as you indicate, it's been a bit of a mixed bag in terms of financial news. While we continue to see stronger than we'd like inflation numbers in December, we saw 6.45 percent. January, that dropped to 6.41, but a far cry from 2 point something to 3.0 rate that the Fed would like to see. But nevertheless still much better than what we experienced last year, which is averaging about 7.48% per month. But along with that, we see inflation, as we say, starting to edge slightly lower. The unemployment numbers continue to be low. We see some sense of stabilization apparently going on in Wall Street, at least not the severely wild swings that we saw last year. I guess the big question is in terms of climbing back out of this situation as things begin to return to some level of normalcy, though it may not be the old normal that we had come accustomed to with housing prices going through the roof, et cetera, et cetera. Overall, when it comes to readjusting one's expectations, I guess that needs to be done as much as readjusting one's portfolio to meet market conditions How should people expect this to eventually work its way out? In other words, is this going to be a fast rise back out, or do you think it's going to be slow as we move in toward the second and third quarters?
2: Yeah, I think there's so many determinants to determine if it's uh, the soft landing that we speak of, or is it going to be a hard landing, and recession is going to get worse, and inflation is going to get worse, and China invade Taiwan – then there's so many macro issues out there that can spook with the market in a New York minute, as we say. But if, if, if we have a, a calm macro view kind of year, I think the, the data suggests it's going to be a gradual decline in inflation. Yes, unemployment may tick up a little bit, but we're at such historic lows. I don't think it's going to be a meaningful number. And then you'll start to see some confidence. High-tech and biotech have been the drivers, the driving industries, Craig, for so many years, and I think they will resume that role once we get some um, level of confidence in what this administration is doing, how they're spending money. Once high-tech and biotech comes back, I think, you know, happy days are here again. So it may be the second half of 23, it may be the beginning of 24, that remains to be seen is how quickly do we see this uh, return to pre-COVID numbers and, and pre-COVID confidence numbers? I think that's the big issue is, is the consumer price index. And when consumers come back in a big way, that's when you'll know we're going to return more quickly to a, a good spending market. We're – exponential money being spent on travel and cruising and airlines are doing really well so the travel industry is doing well based on this pent-up demand that people didn't travel during COVID, and so now they're out they're going to restaurants and so that's why you saw i think last month spending increase quite substantially and so if that trend continues i think we'll see a more robust and quicker
5: rebound. Let's talk for a moment to a percentage of the audience that has recognized all of these issues. Perhaps even through mid last year, they were continuing to open up their monthly 401k or IRA statements and cringing at the numbers and just finally decided it's too much for me to handle. I'm not going to open the envelopes anymore and I'm just going to wait and see what happens. Is there any flawed thinking there? And if so, how should folks be reacting to the change in current market conditions? And if they sit and do nothing, just hope for it all to magically return to the pre-COVID, pre-downturn numbers, how fallacious is that in terms of expectations?
2: Well, if you've got time on your side, I know it takes courage and it takes guts to buy in a depressed market. But that's exactly the right thing to do is to buy when markets are down. And historically, investors don't do that. When you go to Nordstrom's and your favorite dress is on sale, you jump at it and you buy it. And for some reason, when it comes to investments uh, or doubling down on your 401k when markets are down, it just seems like the most bizarre thing, it's like, driving your car in Australia on the opposite side of the road. Everything everything about it feels really wrong, but you got to do it that way because that's what you do when you drive in Australia. Like investing, my gosh, I lost so much money, I'm getting out, I'm moving to cash. Boy, is that that a, a wrong thing to do? Not only is it wrong, but you should buy more because the share price is on sale. And so I would encourage folks with a, a couple, three years of timetable, or if you're in the retiree and you don't need the income right now, get in there and buy more equities uh, when we're at this point in, in the economic cycle. Again, this is my opinion. I could be off by a year or two. Uh, there are so many things out there that could affect this recovery. But historically speaking, when you have a down year like 2022, The the subsequent year, after every down year we've had the last many, the markets rebound by an average of 13.6%. So, again, statistically, those are the numbers. How we'll end up at the end of this year, we'll we'll have to see. But um, history tends to repeat itself, maybe not within the year, but within 18 months or 24 months so. You've got time on your side. there's a midshe white cloud Excel going on right
5: now. And of course, to ascertain exactly where you stand, to get the courage to open those envelopes in some respects and to to really zero in on where you stand today, what your goals are, what your dreams are for retirement, and just exactly how far down that road you are. Well, that can all be provided to you in a complimentary analysis of your portfolio available at any of the Bay Area offices of Don't Invest and Forget. A member of the team will be happy to sit with you, take a look at where you sit today economically, what your dreams are, and whether or not you are, in fact, on the right road toward retirement. To schedule your complimentary financial health and retirement plan review, it's easy. Just go to dontinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. In addition to all kinds of great resources you'll find on the website, you can also easily schedule your complimentary portfolio review right there at don'tinvestandforget.com. Alternately, you can call 888-PLAN-WISE to schedule your appointment. That's 888 A N W I S E, or again online at don'tinvestandforget.com. A brief timeout. Back with more analysis of the headline stories of the week and their impact on your financial life. As "Don't Invest and Forget" continues.
1: Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services, member FINRA/SIPC. Batucci and Associates, Proxy Freedom, and United Planners are not affiliated. Are you worried about the future and safety of
6: your retirement plan? Well, you're certainly not alone. And as you prepare for retirement, you're facing a bit of a wild ride in the stock market and lots of happenings in the world that you have no control over. Plus inflation, higher taxes, it's just a lot to think about. Not easy, is it? And a magic wand won't keep your retirement secure. At Vitucci & Associates, don't invest and forget, powered by proxy, our team can certainly help. Their specialty is simple, helping people develop a solid plan for retirement to help generate predictable income and take a lot of the worry away, which is nice. Check out a free consultation in person at one of our several Bay Area offices or a Zoom meeting or simply over the phone. Visit Don'tInvestAndForget.com or call 888-PLAN-WISE. That's Don'tInvestAndForget.com or 888-PLAN-WISE.
4: To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up at one of their offices near you, go to the website, don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. And now, don't invest and forget.
2: We have a special guest in the studio today, Michael Hatfield. Michael is with REMAX team. And he has offices in Danville and 10 other Bay Area locations. And as usual, we've got our man on the street, Charlie Cohen. Michael, Charlie, welcome to the show. So on the stock market, Michael, we had one of the best Januaries in years. The Dow Jones was up 6%. And historically, after a poor year like we had in 2022, statistically speaking, the subsequent year has averaged 13.6% in the stock market. So The old adage buy low, sell high is hopefully germane in 23. Now we talk about housing, where it has been red-hot market since the advent of all these rate increases by Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve Chairman. 30-year rates are somewhere in the 6% to 7% range. What about this shift in the housing market? What say you?
7: Well, generally, when the stock market, equities market, goes very active and goes up in the indices uh, real estate does pretty well but it, there's a lag so there's a lag of what happens um, we're seeing like last year was the peak in the real estate market approximately April and when I say peak I'm talking about activity of buyers and sellers and transaction numbers. Uh, it was very high. It was a very much a seller's market at that time, a lot of multiple offers. I don't know where the equities markets will go from here. Um, I'm seeing a balanced, relatively balanced uh, housing market at this point in time. There's not a lot of buyers around, there's not a lot of sellers around. The price is pretty much staying the same in the Bay Area.
2: So it's all about equilibrium, and that's always historically your challenge. You have either too many buyers or too many sellers. Now you're saying it's pretty quiet, and inventory is fairly low, I suspect?
7: Oh, it's very low. You know, simple economics. Uh, One of the things that I've noticed, and I was speaking with um, our designated broker. Uh, You know, we're brokers, but uh, we work under the REMAX brokerage. (laughs) We were talking about this just the other day that the new buyers ages of about 35 to 40, look at buying a home in a different way than what the people did a number of years ago. And the sellers we have in California are, or the homeowners are actually around 60 years old. So you got 60 year old sellers, you got 35 year old buyers. Now, how do we bring that together to consummate a transaction? And one thing that came out of it is that we feel that a lot of the buyers are looking at a home purchase as if it were an equity purchase. They look around, they listen to media, they they get emails bombed on them everywhere, and they, they get confused instead of going to the boots-on-the-ground person, their trusted realtor. So if they're looking at it as a stock purchase... It's going to be not as good of an approach as if they use the boots-on-the-ground trusted Realtor to really advise them where the market is and what to do uh, as far as a making a buy. I think that if it goes back to that, which we saw a number of years ago, it would be very productive for uh, our buyers as well as sellers.
2: And then coupled with that are almost daily announcements of layoffs by Disney's announced 8,000, Oracle, Meta, Facebook, Apple, uh, all have announced, even Amazon has announced layoffs. So that would further stymie the real estate market if we're looking for some kind of spring upheaval. Maybe normally in the springtime, Michael, is that when uh, buyers and sellers begin to open their doors and, and say, okay, the flowers are blooming, let's put the house up for sale?
7: Absolutely, it, it is. But it's been a little bit different over the last three to four years as far as when the actual normal cycles actually occur. And um, interestingly, during COVID, a lot of the tech people did not go into the office. So they came out to the San Ramon Valley and they purchased and they did their um, business from home. And it actually made a very robust market in the uh, San Ramon Valley, as an example. And you, you hit it right on the head. Now that we have approximately 10% of layoff in the tech industry, that it is definitely going to have some effect on the buyer demand um, at this time. So true, which is, it's a normal part of the cycle. It's like we, it's not the first time. That we've seen uh, layoffs in the tech industry, and it's not the first time that we will, at some point, see um, a lot of hiring in the tech industry. So it's it's you know using the the marketplace to the benefit of our clients.
3: Let me let me ask you a question. Just as an example of of somebody buying a house now in the Bay Area, let's say the house is a million dollars. That's not going to buy you a great house, but it's going to buy you an okay house, depending upon where it is. With that, you're going to need, what, $200,000 out of your pocket to put down as a down payment, generally speaking. Is that, uh, that Yeah, that
7: would be about right. Well, yes, you avoid the uh, uh, mortgage insurance, which is right. an additional cost. Most people would love to go 20%. You can actually buy a home today for 10%, even 5% down okay. uh, using a different uh loan program.
3: All right, well, just a regular loan program with 20% down. Uh, so somehow you, you've got to write a check for $200,000. And now you have an $800,000 mortgage. And with today's rates and so forth, let's say a 30-year fixed, what are people looking at for a monthly payment?
7: Right today, and they fluctuate every day as far as mortgage uh, interest rates. You know, you can, uh, depending on the type of program of loan, it can be anywhere from 5.45% to six point. Three seven percent in that range, right this moment.
3: Okay, but if you're just doing a regular loan, you know, you want, you know, I want a thirty year fixed loan. Whatever the percentage is, well, what's my payment going to be about?
7: Roughly five point six two five interest rate, thirty uh, year fixed. Principal and interest would be about forty five seventy two. Forty
3: five seventy two
7: per month, uh, about.
3: Okay. Well, well, I mean, yeah, it, right.
7: and uh, then you have taxes, and insurance sure. on top of that. Uh, interestingly, for every interest rate point that would go up on $800,000, uh, $800, it would be about $470 added to your monthly payment.
3: Wow. Okay.
7: But, Charlie, you know, there's, there's ways to deal with this. If you represent the buyer, quite often you can get the seller to come in with a seller credit to buy that rate down. And yeah. we just did that just uh, recently for a new first time home buyer we got a twenty four thousand dollar seller credit okay. um, that we negotiated, and uh, it really helped out with her interest rate going down thus her payment going down so there's there 's a lot of different ways um, um an experienced uh, realtor can can help their client
3: okay and one of the things we talked about long ago is you can also move to arkansas <laughs> and, not, and not have to worry about that but we're just talking about the bay area because that's where we are and and uh, you know it's it's a little tougher than living in arkansas and that's that's uh, you know that's where it is well people like to live
7: here because it's uh it's beautiful i mean you got the ocean you have the bay you have the mountains. Uh, you have uh, all of this type of terrain that you can enjoy, which is nearby, very nearby. And you don't have that in uh, the flatlands of Ohio. You know, it's just not like that. So it's a very desirable place. That's why people no like question. to live here. Thanks for all that.
5: Michael, Charlie, let me interrupt here for a moment. We need to take a brief timeout. We'll get back to more of our conversation. If you've just joined us on this edition of Don't Invest and Forget, the conversation with real estate agent Michael Hatfield, a look at the current market conditions and where Bay Area real estate may be headed in 2023. A brief timeout back with more as Don't Invest and Forget continues.
8: Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC, Fatucci and Associates Proxy Freedom and United Planners are not affiliated. You probably don't wake up each morning thinking, hmm, how can I better plan for retirement? But we do at Fatucci and Associates in partnership with Proxy Freedom. Wake up and think about how we can help you better prepare for retirement. That is what we do. COVID's been going on, stock market hard to predict, politicians continue squabbling, Can't control those things. Nope. But what we can control and do best is to help figure out the best way for you to have a predictable income for the rest of your life. That's our goal. We can probably help you. Visit don'tinvestandforget.com or call 888 PlanWise. A free consultation can work in person at one of our several Bay Area offices or a Zoom meeting or on the phone. Don'tinvestandforget.com or 888 PlanWise. And don't worry, this is not our first rodeo.
4: To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up at one of their offices near you, go to the website dontinvestandforget.com. That's dontinvestandforget.com. And now, Don't Invest and Forget.
5: And welcome again to Don't Invest and Forget. On today's program, a conversation between our host, Pat Vitucci, and real estate agent, Michael Hatfield with some analysis of the current market conditions in and around the San Francisco Bay Area. Let me make it very clear that don't invest and forget the and Associates and Proxy are not real estate agents. We don't buy or sell real estate, but we can refer you to qualified professionals if you need a referral. Now let's get back to the conversation. Pat?
2: So Michael, our clients are 60-year-olds, 60 65, 7 year olds you mentioned earlier. Are moving out and the 35 year olds are moving in. From our perspective, our clients are moving to either downsizing to a condo or they're moving to Tennessee, to Florida, to Arizona, to Texas. Is that a trend you're seeing from your side of the aisle? Uh?
7: Um, we're seeing that as happening uh, almost on a um, daily basis, but it has been actually occurring uh, for about the last uh, five, six years. It's uh, slow. People going out, but yet people are coming in too because of they have jobs or they have desirability here. But right now, it's kind of slowed down. It's not a lot of people fleeing to get out of California and a lot of people um, coming into California. We don't see it as active as what it used to be, but it's it's definitely always there uh, on a day to day basis uh, nowadays.
2: Is the activity going to be strong? In the next month or two, the question is, when do you sell? And you know, when you look at the 50-year average of mortgage rates, we're right around approaching where we the average has been. Of course, we've been spoiled, and we've had this this odd perspective of we deserve two and three percent mortgage rates like we had six or eight or nine months ago. Uh, we're getting back into normalcy in terms of mortgage rates, aren't we?
7: Yes, yes, and I I don't see the two and a half. Percent Coming back anytime soon. I, I can't see how um, as it connects into the Federal Reserve uh, and their actions, I cannot see how that that rate will come back to two and a half percent anytime soon. I do not see a falling off of, of value, a huge um, crash in um, values of homes like we saw back in 2007 And the reason for that is that there is no inventory. Back in 2007, there was a tremendous amount of inventory. I think it's more of a a mentality of our buyers and sellers. They have different uh, mentalities. And if a buyer really wants to buy, right now is an absolutely perfect time to buy before a bunch of buyers come into the market and drive the price upward. And at the same time, you have the sellers, which there's very few number of homes available for sale currently. If they want to sell, uh, we don't know what's going to happen into the future and the values have been driven up. They're still up there at this point in time. It's a very good time to buy. But the mentality is something that I would like to see go back the way it was people wanting to live in a specific area, specific home. They want to raise their children. They want their children to to go to to great schools. They want them to uh, have great neighbors. Um, They buy the home uh, on the advice of a, a, a trusted, experienced realtor. And they stay there for the long time, not looking like I'm going to buy today and I'm going to take $300,000 of gain tomorrow. That's more like a day trading uh, buying concept of some of the buyers that we have today. In fact, a lot of them. I'd like to see that change and go back the way it was to where they, you know, get in there and look at it as a longer term proposition. And when the uh, value of the property goes up, it, it adds money to their, um, their pocketbook.
3: And Michael, another another question would be: uh, What about the sellers? What are do they doing? Why are they selling their home? Are they planning on buying another home in the Bay Area, or are some of them leaving? Or what's the motivation to sell? Uh-huh. As we talked before, most of them
7: are sixty years old. They're of a, a vintage where their mortgage has been paid down, or they have refinanced at two and a half percent. There's really no reason for them to move other than to prepare for the latter stages of their their life. So a, a lot of the people that sell are ones that want to downsize. They want to take care of uh, their family. They want to move out of state for whatever reason, to be with their kids, political reasons. It could be anything. But the reason that uh, the sellers sell are germ- normally reasons that affect people of, um, of a vintage uh, to where they're thinking about such items. It's mentality of of the whole uh, seller's um, realm, so to speak.
2: Marketing your home now becomes more important as opposed to a year ago when you put your for sale fund on your front lawn and you had 18 offers in the first weekend. Marketing becomes more important. and Staging, I guess, becomes critical because now if... You want like more house to sell and get a premium price. Perhaps staging it is a incremental idea to get a better price. What do you think?
7: Absolutely, um, staging is is absolutely an element of the preparing the home for sale. When we meet with people that wish to sell and provide a listing presentation, a market analysis of actually going through their home and giving a value that is something other than an auto generated. Um, uh, formula, like you see online we we go through the home and say, "Well, you know this wall needs to be painted, and this uh, definitely needs to be staged, and we need to come on market i mean it 's a whole uh, kitchen full of gadgets to cook with in order to best present the home to the buyer 's market it 's a very important thing, and um, my team and i we, we we take the interest of our clients absolutely at heart as number one uh, priority and number one goal is to get the maximum amount of proceeds for the seller. There is sensitivity on the buyer's part to an increasing interest rate of a point, half a point, or what it is now versus what it used to be in history. But the point that I'd like to make is when you take on a more mature view of home buying, you realize that one point of interest increase in monthly payment, or two points even, or three points. You pay that extra refinance later, but the point I'm making is that over time in the San Francisco Bay Area, the appreciation of your home will vastly outstrip any disadvantage to an increasing mortgage rate. Vastly outstrip it over time.
2: We're interviewing today Michael Hatfield with the Michael Hatfield REMAX team. Michael and Nancy are a wonderful uh, team that we have referred many of our clients, and they have come back and written me notes or called me and said, uh, Michael and Nancy do a phenomenal job. They were treated with respect, and we, we got a really good price for our home, and they got the right people to buy our home. We felt very comfortable that our home was going to be placed in good hands with a good family, any questions for Michael and Nancy, or if you'd like to chat with them and just give some thought to what the next stage of your life might look like, give them a call at 925-322-7775. That number is 925 322 Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. Look forward to seeing you again on the show soon.
7: Oh, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to Talk with you professionals.
5: If you have any comments or questions for our guest, Michael Hatfield, or for Pat Vitucci, call toll free, 888 Plan Wise. That's 888 N W I S E. A brief time out back with more of Don't Invest and Forget.com.
1: Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. Battucci & Associates, Proxy Freedom, and United Planners are not affiliated. Are you worried about the future and safety of your retirement plan? Well, you're certainly not alone.
6: And as you prepare for retirement, you're facing a bit of a wild ride in the stock market and lots of happenings in the world that you have no control over. Plus inflation, higher taxes. It's just a lot to think about. Not easy, is it? And a magic wand won't keep your retirement secure. At Vitucci & Associates, Don't Invest and Forget, powered by Proxy, our team can certainly help. Their specialty is simple, helping people develop a solid plan for retirement to help generate predictable income and take a lot of the worry away, which is nice. Check out a free consultation in person at one of our several Bay Area offices or a Zoom meeting or simply over the phone. Visit Don'tInvestAndForget.com or call 888-PLAN-WISE. That's Don'tInvestAndForget.com or 888-PLAN-WISE.
4: To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up at one of their offices near you, go to the website Don'tInvestAndForget.com. That's Don'tInvestAndForget.com. And now, Don't Invest and Forget.
5: Pat, in the waning moments of our program, perhaps you can talk a bit about the challenges often women face when it comes to retirement
9: planning. Craig, it is a whole different collection of thought processes when you're doing some retirement planning specifically for women. But yeah, there is a gender difference. Let's not make a light of that. First of all, on the average... They're going to live a couple of years longer at 86.5 years instead of 84. So listen to this one. 33% of retiree women will make it past the age of 90. And those who are fortunate to make it to 100, women outnumber men nine to one. Women obviously have better longevity and, and all the other issues significantly better than men, particularly in those last decade or so. Also, women are more likely to live with a disability at older age and experience a higher rate of physical decline and can take longer to recover. So not that they're dancing or jogging at the age of 90, but their abilities to sustain some of those disabilities are obviously stronger than men. Here's the problem. Women experience lower lifetime earnings than men. That probably won't be true 50 years from now. We know women were discriminated against and consequently their social security checks are smaller. They took time out to have children. Sometimes they never went back to work back in the olden days, right? The whole Ozzy and Harriet picture was not a fabrication of American life. That was a pretty good, a replication of American life. Mom stayed home and cooked and dad walked in the door and dinner was ready. And they all sat down to dinner at the same time. They talked about their day. And then how about the man who elects the full pension option. And when he passes on, his wife ends up with zero. Miscalculated and made a bad decision to take that big monthly check with the assumption that dad's going to be around forever or vice versa. If the woman had a big pension and she opted for the big monthly pension number and sadly she prematurely died before the husband. So it's all about sustainability of income when the first spouse passes on. I would encourage every listener to this broadcast today to look at their income stream and assume the higher paid spouse is no longer with you tomorrow. What happens to your lifestyle? Can you live in the lifestyle you've grown accustomed with the major breadwinner now no longer with us. Big, big epiphany for many people when you look at life that way. And we know men don't live as long as women. And sometimes women die first, certainly. So, what happens when the first spouse dies? Is there that sustainability of income? Or do you end up living in your child's fourth bedroom because maintaining your own home with all the commensurate expenses becomes too burdensome and the numbers just don't crunch? So, longevity, disability probability, lifetime earnings. What does that do for you? If you're going to be solo for the last decade or so of your life, what does that do to their priority of covering expenses commensurate with your lifestyle? Will it change radically or can life go on in an uninterrupted way?
4: You've been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with author and investment advisor, Pat Fatucci. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up in one of ARA offices of Vitucci & Associates near you, go to dontinvestandforget.com. That's dontinvestandforget.com. Or call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888 N W I S C. Or visit don'tinvestinforget
1: Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Vitucci Associates and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated.